One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The Bakersfield 3 is proudly part of the ACAST Creator Network. Nature reveals a truth about motherhood that crosses over all species. Most octopuses are known to only lay eggs once in their lifetime because they guard their eggs so closely they refuse to leave their side to get food, slowly starving to death but hanging on until the eggs hatch. After her babies are born and float away, the mother octopus perishes. One species of spiders feeds her young regurgitated meals until eventually signaling for her babies to consume her which will give them the strength and growth to venture out on their own. Before giving birth, bears set out on their own to a secluded, frosty den where they'll stay for winter. But unlike the others, they won't spend hibernation in a deep sleep. Mother bears stay awake to stand guard and breastfeed, losing up to 30% of their body fat to feed their cubs. Once it's time for them to journey out into the wilderness— the mother bear becomes a fierce protector against the constant looming shadows of larger male bears who will try to kill her cubs. Nature shows us that mothers are biologically programmed to do whatever they have to in order to give their offspring the best chance at survival. They'll protect them at all costs, even if it means sacrificing themselves. Most human mothers never lose that drive to protect their child. And if that ability to protect is ripped away from a mother, in an instant, nothing in their world is right anymore. Just something very, just very surreal about having children and not knowing where they are. All of a sudden, they're two and three years old and they're lost in the crowd again, you know, or that, that fear of losing your kids in the mall or at a, it's just, it's just very visceral. I'm Olivia LaVoice, and this is The Bakersfield Three. I remember feeling such a rawness the first time I interviewed Micah's mom, Cheryl. She always knew deep down her son was no longer alive. She knew Micah wouldn't disappear willingly. And the thought that his body was discarded without love or care in a lonely place only known to the killer was just too much. In our first interview, she told me if someone would just tell her where Micah's body was, she'd go dig him up with her bare hands. Little did I know at that time how literal that statement was. 
Cheryl and her husband Lance had been given a tip early on from someone who knew Micah and the social circle he'd been spending time with. And that man said his body was likely buried in the desert near the tiny rural town of Maricopa, about 40 miles outside of Bakersfield. We were going every weekend and digging in the desert for for our son. It, it's an unbelievable, an unbelievably horrific thing to be doing. I can't even express it. I know at least one person in our family had a real emotional breakdown because of that. Take a minute to think about that. Literally digging in the dirt in a massive, seemingly endless desert for your loved one's body. That's what Cheryl, her husband Lance, and their other son spent that summer doing. That will break you, but so will sitting and waiting for someone to tell you, no, we haven't had time to go out and search yet. That'll break you too. You might be wondering why Micah's own family had to do this. Why not train professionals, law enforcement? To put it simply, most law enforcement agencies cannot dedicate the time and resources to searching a huge area for a body without having a pretty solid tip. And even so, when an area is that vast, it can seem impossible, like looking for a needle in a haystack. We'd all later find out that law enforcement actually did search this area, but quickly concluded it was impractical without being able to narrow down a smaller section of terrain to comb through. So Micah's loved ones did their own searches for months, enduring heat stroke and sheer trauma. All the while, Cheryl's mindset stayed the same. It was something she and Bailey's mom, Jane, connected on. We're just trying to find out where they are. Just somebody tell me where they are and we will go get them. And I know Jane has that same. I will just go. I have a shovel. You know, I think Jane still carries one in her trunk. I will go dig. I will go dig and I will find her. Jane would eventually take to what seemed like endless searches for Bailey's body, often collecting animal bones in fields and bringing them into the coroner's office, just in case. But in the summer of 2018, Bailey's disappearance was still fresh. Jane had hope she could find her alive. I couldn't fall apart. I had to hold it together. And I believe the flyers, now looking back, helped me not go as crazy. I call it my flyer therapy. Jane started hanging up flyers that same week that Bailey went missing. They were handmade, handwritten. That was before I knew how to do do them on the computer. And I went all over and hung thousands of those up. I thought, surely if I hang these flyers up, somebody's going to help me find her. Every day started the same, waking up before sunrise, filling her car with gas, and hanging up flyers in the blistering heat until the sun went down some 12 hours later. I lived off of crackers and hard-boiled eggs and Slim Jims in my Durango at the time. You know, I couldn't stop to eat. Wallpapering the town wasn't enough. Jane wanted to make sure she was reaching everyone. So she began going to homeless encampments, seedy motels, and other areas of town most suburban moms would never dream of going willingly, just in case, some way, somehow, someone there knew something. I couldn't think about it like being rough or scary because I was in my mom mode. 
I've got to do this so you can't fall apart. And I'm going to have to go to these places to try to find information. Like I had my tear gas pepper spray in my fanny pack and a knife. And I had my cell phone. So sometimes if it got kind of bad, I would like, maybe I should put my phone on video. (laughs) Or I would call and say, okay, I'm over here looking if something happens. And then the other moms would be like, Jane, you can't be doing that. Jane also made it a habit of hanging out outside of the jails. She figured jail was a place where criminals talked. Maybe someone knew something. Sometimes I get lucky and the guys are just getting released or the girls out there. She'd keep change on her to give to newly released inmates if they wanted to make a call on the payphone. And she'd hand out candy and snacks. In exchange, they'd take a flyer and promise to be on the lookout for her daughter. Everybody was really nice. So I've learned a lot about outward appearances don't always mean it's a bad person. Like that old saying, you can't judge a book by its cover. Jane had been counting the months, weeks, days, and hours since Bailey went missing. Day 100 felt particularly painful. Such a big number, such an overwhelmingly long time to not know where her daughter was. So she set out to do what she did best, what gave her purpose, her flyer therapy. About halfway through the day, I got a call from her. She was shaken up. My 17 News photographer and I went to meet her. Here's a clip from the interview we did with Jane that day in summer 2018. It's very shocking to me. I mean, who would do something like that? I'm sure it's aimed at me. In Rosedale, the, quote, nice part of town, the area where Bailey was living when she disappeared, someone had taken to taking down Bailey's missing flyers and replacing them with new flyers and greasing the utility poles so Jane couldn't hang hers back up. The new flyers were strange. Some had messages about sex trafficking, mental illness, and then there was one that read, quote, Beware of perpetrators in disguise. Some people set fires wherever they go and have mastered the art of playing the burn victim. It seemed to me that someone was trying to suggest that Jane was pretending to be a victim when she was really a villain. Here's a clip from our interview that day. No matter what you do or say about me or my family or how many poles you grease, um, I will find a way to find my daughter. And I'm going to find her, and I'm not going to stop. It's the worst thing that could have ever happened to me in my life is to have um, my daughter disappear and not know where she's at. So anything they do to me or try to scare me isn't going to deter me from finding my daughter. We ran a story focusing on the cruel mystery perpetrator destroying Jane's flyers, ending with a message I hoped would pull on people's heartstrings. Give me GPS points. I'll go get her, whether she's alive or dead. I just want my daughter. And it seems it did. The story got lots of shares on social media, including someone who was friends with Sarah. Not to be confused with Sarah G., the woman who was hanging out with Micah before he went missing and who was there the night James was killed. The Sarah we're talking about now is Bailey's self-proclaimed close friend who was dating Matt Vandecastiel while Bailey was dating Matt Queen. But after Bailey went missing and Matt Vandecastiel went to jail, Sarah and Matt Queen started dating each other. 
After that, Sarah's Facebook friend shared the story about Jane and her destroyed flyers. A message popped up in their inbox from Sarah's Facebook account. It read, Seeing you repost that stupid-ass interview of Bailey's mom is annoying. I know you don't know the real side of it, but I was the one that took those down. They're blasted up me and my boyfriend's neighborhood because she's constantly doing it to harass us. We leave all the others alone, but she's literally not doing it to find Bailey. She's doing it out of spite. She continued, It was literally one street we took them down, and it was just the neighborhood. They only show one side of the story from a fucking psycho bitch. She's twisting it to make it look like we're actually doing something wrong. Maybe we're tired of having to see it on every light post on every route to our home. She's not doing it to find Bailey. She's doing it to throw Bailey's missing poster in our faces because we're dating. The problem for Sarah was the friend she sent these messages to just so happened to also be friends with Maddie, Bailey's longtime best friend. Well, my blood boiled instantly. Maddie was sent a screenshot of the messages. She then sent them to Jane, who then sent them to me. But no one had much time to focus on the supposed confession about the flyers, as something else far more pressing and unsettling happened. The investigation continues tonight after a human leg washed ashore at Lake Buena Vista. The discovery Saturday morning sent shockwaves through dozens of families who were there to enjoy a weekend of swimming, skiing, and camping. People sent us a picture of it, and before the news had it or anything, and I remember telling Charlotte and Diane, I go, this is Bailey's foot. It looks just like how her feet look. Our 17 news crews were there that day to capture what quickly became a huge story. I went over and asked what's going on to the family, and they said their five-year-old daughter had found a body part on the beach. Oh my God, it was, it was scary. I felt so traumatized for the girl. It was smaller. We thought maybe a child, but we, it, they said it had been in the water for a while. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. As someone who hears about crime day in and day out for a living, I try to find a balance between being aware of the terrible things that can happen to people, especially women, while also not trying to let those thoughts take up too much space in my head. I strive to be conscious of safety without being fearful. And what really helps me strike that balance is having a home security system. When I turn my Simply Safe alarm on before bed, I just sleep better, and that alone makes it worth it to me. Your home is where you should feel the safest, and having that sense of security is really nice, especially when you're binging true crime all the time, like I know a lot of you listening probably are. Some great things about Simply Safe is it's really easy to set up. There's 24-7 customer service, there's no contracts, and there's a 60-day money-back guarantee. Simply Safe has given me and many of my listeners peace of mind, and you deserve that too. Right now, you can get 20% off of any new Simply Safe system with fast protect monitoring at simplysafe.com/bakersfield. 
There's no safe like Simply Safe. While I was covering the story, Jane called me horrified and sent me a photo of the leg that showed it was from the kneecap down. Someone at the lake had snapped the picture before investigators could get to it, and it had quickly found its way to Jane. It seemed fairly obvious that it wouldn't belong to an adult male. The leg was slender, petite, and had on a high sock. Um, Jane was convinced by the sock on the foot of the leg that we had been sent the photo of that, that it was Bailey. She was just overwhelmed with wanting to get out there and finding the rest because we knew that there wasn't just a leg. The rest of that person had to be in there. James's mom, Di, tried her best to comfort Jane, but there was no changing how she felt. From the moment Jane saw the photo of the leg, she made a point to be at that lake 24-7, desperate to find something. A few days after the discovery, Jane walked out of her house to her car to head back out to the lake when she discovered she forgot something. So I ran back in the house, and by the time I came out, there was a Polaroid picture on my windshield of Bailey and Matt Queen, and it said, love you, Mom. And I'm like, oh my God, you know, I'm starting to, it's like, why would somebody do that to make me think Bailey was alive? Like, she put it there, that that's not her in the lake. Naturally, with it being a photo of her daughter with Matthew Queen, he was a pretty good person to suspect of putting the Polaroid there. But Jane also had other reasons to zero in on him. About every 30 days, he would do something to torment me, to just let me know he's watching me. And I think he was trying to scare me away, but he messed with the wrong mom. The first thing Queen had done was about a month after she disappeared, he sent Jane this weird video of Bailey. It's hard to make out the first few seconds. That's what I did when I was like 16 and a half, I left. That's what I did when I was like 16 and a half, I left. I left. I left. I still don't have a good relationship with my mom. With my mom. With my mom. It's bizarre the way it was edited to have Bailey's words repeat over and over coupled with the fact that it actually isn't even a real video. It's edited audio that plays over a blurry photo of Bailey looking at the ground. And what it appears Bailey is saying about leaving home at 16 and not having a good relationship with her mom is also baffling to her loved ones. Why is he doing this? Why does he, you know... It made me angry because I knew he did something, otherwise he wouldn't be messing with me like that playing these head games. You know, every time he did something, I would take it down to the sheriffs. Look, look what he left on my car. Look at these signs he put outside my house and up and down the street where I worked at. Look, here's a big motorcycle burnout where he was in my front yard letting me know he was there, you know, in the middle of the night. You know, and it was always stuff like, well, you know, you can't prove that was him. And it's like, I know it was him, because that's what he did. He watched people. In a sense, by the time the Polaroid was left on Jane's windshield, she'd come to expect Queen to mess with her. But this was different. Her emotions were more fragile than ever. Believing the leg found at the lake was Bailey's, the Polaroid with the Love You Mom message seemed especially cruel. 
you know, and I was very careful when I took it off. I, I was just like freaking out because at that time I was going to the sheriff's office practically every day with new evidence. And they kept saying, well, you know, we still think she could be in Mexico with Micah. And I'm like, she's not in Mexico. Mike is not in Mexico. At this time, Bailey's case was still being handled by the sheriff's department, whereas Micah and James's cases were handled by the police department. Jane found herself frustrated with the investigation. And that frustration only deepened after the discovery of the leg at the lake. Of course, she insisted on being there for the day volunteer search crews set out to scour the water, hoping to find the rest of the body. She sat on the murky sand bed with the other moms there for support, with a kind of panicked, anxiety-ridden suspense that was all-consuming, wondering, worrying, waiting. Our news crews were there throughout the day as it started out hopeful before fizzling fast. Here's a clip from my news story. Now, crews went out early today to try to beat the heat. The Tulare Sheriff's Department joined search and rescue volunteers to utilize specialized sonar equipment to help see what's underneath the surface. We think the rest of the body is probably somewhere in the lake as well. We don't believe it flowed in from uh, a river or a canal. So we're out here to kind of give it the old college try to see if we can find the rest of the, the remains. Sergeant Biddle says the biggest challenge is they really have no idea where to look. He says searching the entire lake essentially isn't an option due to its size. After turning up nothing today, Sergeant Biddle says there are no future plans to search the lake again. Uh, it's, it's really nothing more than a shot in the dark at this point. And they gave it the old college try. That's when we started like, okay, what kind of equipment did they use? How could they not find somebody? Did they search the whole lake? To some, the old college try suggested that search and rescue crews thought looking was essentially pointless, that it wouldn't result in anything anyways. And that rubbed some people the wrong way. But search and rescue crews weren't the enemy, far from it. They are volunteers who every year deal with numerous drownings in Kern County, which is the county that Bakersfield is in. You see, Kern County is kind of infamous for its river. Many refer to it as the Killer Kern. Despite the name and a giant sign on the route to the water that says, stay out, stay alive, with a tally of drowning victims underneath it, the river attracts people from all over the state. Some parts of it are much more dangerous than others, but what often makes it so deadly is on the surface it looks calm. You don't know you're in danger until you've already been lured in and an undercurrent sucks you under within seconds. So search and rescue crews do a lot. They save lives and they also recover more bodies than anyone really wants to think about. In the case of the leg in the lake, they had some serious barriers. Here's a clip from a news story I did at the time. They say there's zero visibility near the bottom. Essentially, they have to use their hands to feel around. Now, sonar equipment used to spot objects in the water has been borrowed from Tulare County and used to search approximately half of the lake. Without having the specialized equipment needed here in Kern County, investigators and search and rescue volunteers are strategizing the best way to search the rest of the lake. But if the search for the rest of the remains in the lake was difficult, a new horrifying discovery was about to make their job significantly harder. I thought we feared the worst. I thought we feared that he was dead. 
And now all of a sudden it became, now we're worried that he's been chopped up. That's next time. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. On Formative, middle school kids from New York City public schools interview a phenomenal collection of grown-ups. Me, like, I don't know what I want to do. You don't have to have all the answers. I feel like a lot of people's favorite topics are, like, interest in their life. That is a really good answer. The podcast where the leaders of today are interviewed by leaders of tomorrow. Listen now at newyorkedge.org slash formative or wherever you get your podcasts.